In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As parents, we all know how important it is to have good conversations with our kids, especially about the big things in life. If you've wondered how to get started, let me recommend Between Us Guys by Joel Fitzpatrick. It's a great conversation guide for dads and sons. And for moms and daughters, check out Between Us Girls by Trish Donahue. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I get to welcome Mark Vrogup. Mark is the lead pastor at College Park Church in Indianapolis, where he has served since 2008. He's married to Sarah, and they have four children. Mark's a conference speaker, a trustee at Cedarville University, and a council member with the Gospel Coalition. Recently, he's written a book to help Christians learn the biblical practice of lament. It's called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. Read more about Mark and his writings at his website, markvrogup.com. That's Mark and then his last name, V-R-O-E-G-O-P.com. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Champ, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Mark, I'm looking forward to the passage you have today. What do you have? Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, which says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So, Mark, you just wrote a book about lament, and you focused on this particular biblical book, Lamentations, which is right after the book of Jeremiah. So, you know this book really well, and this passage really well. So, why don't you put it in your own words? What are these verses saying? In my own words, I would render this verse something like this. The grace of Christ never runs out. His kindness always is available. Every day, there's fresh mercy because God is sovereign and always keeps his promise. So, Mark, tell me how this verse became meaningful to you. Well, through various seasons of life, you know, I've had to live on the promise of what is in this passage, that no matter what happens, that I'm never going to run out of the steadfast love of the Lord. I'm never going to run out of God's covenant love. Hmm. His mercies never come to an end. And so through various seasons of hardship, uh, I've had to live on that promise because there are some days that, quite frankly, it feels as though I've run out of grace. I've run out of mercy. And in particular, there was a season of our life related to the stillbirth of a daughter in 2004, Hmm. and then subsequent miscarriages, a false positive pregnancy, and then nine months with a pregnancy where we had to live every day by consuming God's grace and believing that his promises were true because sometimes it felt like they weren't. And in that situation that we found ourselves through highs and lows, this particular text has proven to be very, very helpful. When it seems like the Lord is far away, what do we have but his promises to remind us that he's not? Exactly. So, Mark, I want to read these verses again, but before I do that, why don't you give us the context? What's the surrounding setting of these verses? Yeah, these verses represent the apex or the summit of the book of Lamentations. 
And while many people would associate the, these verses with kind of an idyllic scene promising that God will always be with them, think, for instance, of a, in fact, I saw a painting that had these verses on them of a quaint little cottage in the Smoky Mountains and kind of like a Thomas Kincaid painting. <laughs> Oftentimes we associate these promises with a scene that we would think would match the promise. So if God is faithful, then we think of a scene where, man, it feels like God is faithful. Well, the problem is, is that's not the context of Lamentations at all. In fact, it's the reverse. It's that Jeremiah pronounces these verses over a situation that from a picture standpoint looks just the opposite. It looks like God's abandoned his people. It looks like he's walked away. It looks like God's mercies have ceased because Jerusalem is destroyed. The people have been taken captive. The temple is ruined. I mean, everything about this screams, God just bulldozed his people. And this verse says, mm, no, 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 no. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. So the picture in our minds is not a quaint little cabin in the Smokies. It's Holmes, Syria. It's a tsunami plagued and destroyed beach in Indonesia. It, it looks like the bottom has fallen out. And even in that moment, that's when Jeremiah says, no, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And I think it changes how we see these verses, or at least it should change how we see them. Yeah, there's a realism about this setting, isn't there? Yeah, not only a realism, but there's a, a gutsiness to it. Like hmm. this is a prophetic statement that Jeremiah is saying you may think that this screams God has abandoned his people. That's not true. God hasn't abandoned because his steadfast love never ceases. So when the circumstances of our life have a gravitational pull to them that would maybe tempt us to believe that God has not been good or kind, that's when this verse matters. So let's read it again. I want to get these verses in our hearts and in our minds. This is Lamentations, the third chapter, verses 22 and 23. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says, Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So, Mark, you've got four kids when they were little, and you gathered them around for our family devotions, family Bible time, and you were going to explain this verse. How would you do that? What would you say to them? Yeah, I'll tell you how I, not only what would I say, I will tell you what I said. In fact, while they were gathered around a uh, little grave of uh, their sister, who was no more a part of our lives, I encouraged them and told them that even in this moment, we can trust that God knows what he's doing. Even in this moment when it feels very dark and it was February, it was Michigan and it was cold and it felt like this is a scary place that even then God hasn't abandoned us and his mercies are going to be new every morning and God's going to help us every single day to follow him. And uh, those were important promises for us to cling to and I think uh, relate not just to really dark moments in life, but they also relate to the smaller griefs mm -hmm. in uh, our experience that we can believe. Now, I've got grace available for me, even though I feel like I might not have it in this moment. So, Mark, let's say there's some people listening to this. There's a family, they're in the minivan, and they're listening to this episode together. And maybe there's a whole number of those little grievances that they're feeling throughout the van, or maybe very deep personal ones like the ones you've already mentioned. What would you say to those kind of individuals who are suffering right now, where it feels like the Lord is far away, that his mercies have come to an end? How do they even get their hearts and their minds around this prayer? What are next steps? Yeah, the next steps are to realize that I think true Christianity 
is living in a space where we feel what we feel and we believe what we believe. And sometimes those two things exist in parallel realities, mm-hmm. but they are both true nonetheless. In other words, there are sometimes, I think Christians make the mistake of thinking that if I believe this was true, then I wouldn't feel what I feel. Hmm. And yet, I think there's a language, particularly in the Psalms, that also shows up in the Book of Lamentations, the language of lament, that helps us to realize that you can say things to God that almost seem paradoxical, like, how long, O Lord, will you forget me, hmm. uh, from Psalm 13, and then just a few verses later, you're saying, but I have trusted in your unfailing love. And the, the goal is to see us move from the acknowledgement of the pain of what we feel that is real hmm. to a recommitment to, to trust in God's promises. And sometimes we commit to trust in those promises, even though we don't feel like committing to trust in those hmm. promises. So we need to bring our emotions along, and uh, the lamentation, the Book of Lamentations is a great example of how that happens, with at the same time, it doesn't end you know, happily ever after. The book ends with a um, kind of open-ended question about how long they're going to have to live in this very dark space. So Mark, I really appreciate your being on with us today, and thank you for pointing us to a dark corner of God's Word, where God reminds us that He's with us, even when it may not feel like it. So for those who are hurting today, who don't feel like the Lord is present, Mark, would you just lift up a prayer for them today? Yes. Oh, Jesus, you are called the man of sorrows, that you are acquainted with grief. We thank you that you entered into the brokenness of our world so that you would not only know our travails and our troubles, but that you could welcome us with open arms when we need grace and mercy. And we're thankful that both the Old Testament and the New invite us to come to you with all of our struggles, our sorrows, our pains, and to lay them before you so that you can remind us of truths that we know are true, but sometimes do not feel true in the moment. And so we we come to you re-communicating and reclaiming and reaffirming uh, promises that we believe, but in our grief can tend to leak. So Jesus, help us to believe and help our unbelief. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.